It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is ESPN Radio's Barton Hahn Podcast. No matter what the sport, we're constantly reminding people you don't get trophies for winning the offseason. Despite that, it's still okay when you are winning the offseason to celebrate the excitement that it builds towards the season that is coming. And it feels like Santa Claus may have delivered a heck of a present to the Mets Overnight, Barton Hunt on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'm Jason Fitz, hanging out with Gabe Knight. So we're in for the guys. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, at Jason Fitz, at G Knightzel 16. And obviously, Fitz and Harry starts in this time slot, January 3rd. Uh, I've been telling you a lot about it the last few days. I'll be hanging out with Harry Douglas every day. Hope you'll hang out with us. In the meantime, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Mets fans got to be ecstatic. And it's funny because we were just talking about it, Gabe, as we were we were starting this hour of the show. This is an interesting moment. We're going to talk to Jeff Passan in just a little bit, but this is an interesting moment for Major League Baseball. Like, when you bring an owner in that is just flat out richer than everybody else, and then he starts to spend in a way that not everybody else can spend, the question is, does iron sharpen iron? Do owners start to change the way they are doing business? Or do owners instead look for ways to put limits in place to protect each other? Like, I don't know how Major League Baseball will react. Yeah, I mean, we saw this in the NBA when owners decided, hey, we need to protect one another and protect ourselves with limits on how long contracts can be. So now you see that in the NBA, and they already had a salary cap-ish, and, and they've been able to figure out you know, competitive back, uh, tax balances and things like that, the, the luxury tax in the NBA. With baseball, a lot of these things have to be collectively bargained. And we know that the, the players are going to say, no, we love the fact that Steve Cohen's going out there and giving us a bunch of money. We love the fact that the Padres are willing to go out and spend a ton of money to be able to bring in talent to their franchise. So I, I can't imagine the players and how they feel. And it's going to be interesting to see yeah, how the owners react. Does, does this mean some of these owners are going to bow out because they want to remain competitive? They want to be a team that, that can spend a little bit of money, but ultimately they look around and go, man, that's what I have to spend now to, to be able to be competitive? I wonder if that scares people off, or if even scares people off potentially trying to buy the Angels who are going to be sold this baseball offseason. It also makes stadiums I think a bigger part of the conversation too, like revenue generation becomes a bigger part of the conversation of everything. You know, uh, I've never hidden my, my Vegas ties where I'm from. And obviously I've kept a, a side eye on the A's and whatever could happen because the constant rumor is that the Oakland A's made to side at some point to move to Vegas. Well, if you're the Oakland A's who have not spent anyway, there's no excuse for that. But if you're the A's, you're certainly now using this as part of the reason why you need some sort of sweet generation. You need those home games to, to generate generate a ton of money. You need the local TV deals to generate a ton of money. Like If you're going to ask all of these teams to spend money where they've frankly been putting money in their pockets for a long time, they're going to have to have better monetary generation. So a, gener- a way to generate more money, I should say. So I'm not sure you know, what that means for the way everybody's doing business right now. Because you're certainly looking around saying, man, this is the line and that's what's going to have to happen if you want to be competitive. That's a much different world than simply looking for a value and building through the miners. 
and this just feels different because we've had big spenders in baseball before with the Red Sox and Yankees, but with teams that haven't done it historically, you know, we've seen the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers have spent a bunch of money and. Granted, now Cohen and the Mets have just blown the Dodgers and what they've done out of the water, but we've seen that before. I, I think the fact that the Mets are doing it now, the fact that we've seen the Padres willing to go out and spend money, it just it just feels different than when we saw Alex Rodriguez sign a two hundred and fifty million dollar contract. I mean, at that point, at this point, it was twenty years ago when he did that with the Rangers, and then ended up getting traded out to the Yankees because the Rangers realized they couldn't afford anything else around a Rod when they had him, so they had to trade him away to New York Yankees. This feels different because it seems like more and more teams are willing to do it outside of just Red Sox Yankees that we had twenty years ago. He's Gabe Neitzel. I'm Jason Fitz. We're going to keep breaking down all the baseball news. Uh, we're efforting Jeff Passan. As soon as we can get him, we will be joined by him. We'll also take more of your reaction. Mets fans, hit us up in New York. I know you're celebrating. Or Yankees fans to trash him and tell him why you're still the better team. I don't really care. Either way, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll get back to that news in a minute. But uh, frankly, it's Wednesday. And what does that mean? Well, that means that yesterday we heard from Aaron Rodgers, as is always the case on the Pat McAfee show. Aaron always gives us something to talk about. And it's funny because when Aaron Rodgers goes on that uh, show, he immediately is going to be asked about what their playoff chances are and what his future looks like. And that's an interesting conversation to have with Gabe because, Gabe, you cover this team. You know this team better than anybody. Uh, and I looked at it. I said yesterday that we just need to stop wasting our breath, that the Packers are not going to the playoffs, and that this is a useless exercise. Yet here I sit again today, a day later, <laughs> looking at this scenario. So you tell me, have I lost my mind? Do the Packers in your mind have a shot? No, they don't. They don't. This is a really bad defensive team. And they've, they've gotten better offensively, Jason, with what they've been able to do with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and some of these young receivers that they have. They have looked better offensively. They look more competent than they did earlier this season when they dealt with some injuries and were trying to figure out their offensive line. The problem is this defense is still really, really bad. When you take out, and, and I'm not considering what they did against the Rams because the Rams basically their backups were playing this past Monday. But before that, the Packers given up 400 plus yards in four consecutive games. They give up 500 yards to the Philadelphia Eagles, including 363 yards on the ground. What, what do you think the speed of Tyree Kill and the speed of Jalen Waddle is going to do the, to them on Christmas Day? Mm-hmm. It, it ain't going to be good. I'm going to tell you that right now. And that's so the question then becomes oh, can the Packers win a shootout? Well, the, the offense has improved. I don't think it's improved to the point where they can win a shootout against the Miami Dolphins. And once they lose that game, that's what ends, finally, the conversation of can the Green Bay Packers win out and actually make the postseason. I, I don't see it happening because that defense is just bad. Well, and, and sometimes I think in the last two years, the college football conversation has become more a part of the NFL than ever in the sense of who have you played? You know, what does it mean when you're beating a team? Is that team any good? We ask that all the time in college football. And then every time I try and ask that in the NFL, the Harry Douglases of the world remind me, well, every game is difficult in the NFL. Okay, cool. Same thing SEC fans say to me. Every game is tough. Same thing Big Ten fans say to me when they turn around. It's like, well, you don't understand. Playing at Iowa is tough. It shouldn't be if you're great. All right? So I, I think who you play matters. And to that end, Aaron Rodgers uh, spoke about that on the Pat McAfee show with this win over the Rams and where they are right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, we had to win it. It was a must-win for us. It was a game we should have won at home uh, against a team that hasn't had a great season. So, uh, you know, for us, it's it's a good step. You know, we expect to win those type of games, even though we've obviously had an uh, up-and-down season, a little frustrating at times. But it sets us up for more meaningful games. So now we got a game uh, five days on Christmas against a good football team who's in the playoff hunt. 
uh, in Miami with a lot of different weather. But, uh, yeah, you know, we're still playing meaningful games. It's been, like I said, it's been a strange season. There's been a lot of ups and downs. But I like the way we're playing. I like what, uh, you know, what our, how our team has evolved. Uh, Gabe, that's just a really complicated way of saying, no, we're not going to make the playoffs. I, that, yeah, it, I mean, that, that doesn't sound like a confidence quarterback to me. That That's the way it sounded to me. Yeah, and it, it raises sort of a, a lost opportunity question. I don't know what the expectations were for a lot of people. This year I picked the Vikings to win the division, and I picked the, the Packers to miss the playoffs. I only tell the world that because it's rare that I'm right on these things, so I'm just going nanny, nanny, boo-boo. <laughs> uh, but I, I feel like what we've seen so far this year is kind of what I expected. Like The Packers have moments where they look good because they have a great quarterback, and they have moments where they look bad because all they have, it feels like, at times is a great quarterback. So, you know, it doesn't feel like a solidly built roster top to bottom. It doesn't feel like a good football team. Maybe they make the playoffs. Maybe there's a miracle. If if the question is, are the Packers good? The answer is no. If the question is, are the Packers a playoff team? I guess the answer is maybe. I mean, I'm still saying... By what you think of, when you define a playoff team, the answer is still probably no. Because when you think, oh, they're a playoff team, you probably think they're a good team. And maybe they can find a way to fight their way in. I, I still don't see it happening. Because they also, not only do they have to win out, I guess I don't entertain other, what else has to happen in there. Like, well, if the Seahawks do this, and the Commanders do this, and the Giants do this, and the Lions do this, then the Packers can get in. If And then the, the, the caveat is, if they win out. And I'm like, well, they're not going to win out, so none of this really matters. Like, the, everything else doesn't really matter. Because they, they aren't a good football team. I think they they have some interesting pieces for the future. I think they have some interesting pieces that are going to potentially keep Aaron Rodgers around and give them an opportunity to be a decent football team in 2023. I think their window might be more 2024 if you can get two-year commitment out of Aaron Rodgers. But it just it isn't a good team right now. It's too young. It's too raw. They need to figure some things out. And that's why I have a hard time picturing them still winning three more games. Yeah, and this is the moment. Look, let me clearly, loudly scream for everybody that my beloved Raiders are not going to make the playoffs. There is still a scenario out there where the Raiders can make the playoffs. And it's not the most impossible scenario you've ever looked at in your life. But the most important part of it is that the Raiders have to win every game remaining. They have to play difficult teams. They're not going to win every game remaining. Like, this is where we all lose our minds. It's like, all we need is this team that's been so subpar for most of the year that they're on the outside looking in to keep playing in a wildly hot level and win a bunch of... Like, it's just not, not going to happen. Now, what I think is interesting, Gabe, is you mentioned their future. And that's something, obviously, Aaron Rodgers was asked about on his future and if he can be persuaded to make a comeback. This is what he said on Pat McAfee's show. I think it's fake news that I'm, like, you know, going to... You know, I'm, I'm like judging the progress as to, you know, whether or not I want to come back. Listen, um, I, I've really enjoyed being a part of, uh, you know, their rookie season and being able to hopefully have an impact on them. And you know, obviously you're looking at the team and, and who's going to be there. But, uh, you know, I feel like, that, you know, as long as I've been there, we've been able to, to do things with a number of different players and make things work. And. Uh, you, there's excitement around any time young players start to step into their own and find their confidence. But for me, it's just going to be my own personal decision on where I'm at mentally and physically. Okay, so I'm just going to play the very beginning of this one more time, just for him to say this. I think it's fake news that I'm like, you know, going to, you know, I'm, I'm like judging the progress as to, you know, whether or not I want to come back. Uh, you're on a national media show every week, so if there's fake news, you could just give us actual news. Like, instead of coming out and being weird about the way you say that, tell us exactly what you're judging, and then nobody will speak for you, Gabe. I just have to say that. What? 
He's he has been he has said in his press conferences, whether it's been after games, whether it's been during his weekly availability on Wednesdays, that yeah, I mean it's going to factor in. He even goes on in that clip to say, yeah, you always take a look at who's on the roster. So the fact that these guys are developing, that would presumably be like, okay, yeah, that would potentially convince him to come back. I'm not saying it's the main reason. I don't think anybody's saying it's the main reason Rodgers would come back. But he even admitted himself later in the clip that who is on the roster kind of factors into that decision. If the cupboard was absolutely bare, yeah, I would think he might lean towards retirement. But the fact that they've got two young receivers, especially Christian Watson, who has shown some hope when he scored eight touchdowns in a four-week span, you're going, okay, maybe there's something here. Maybe that's worth sticking around for and seeing what we can do with that kind of talent. Yeah, sometimes... Uh, we've all known people or worked with people that have to be the smartest person in the room, which means that no matter what you say, they have to make it complicated because they want to prove how smart they are. That's what I feel like every week when I listen to Aaron Rodgers talk. I get it, dude. You're super smart. Congratulations. Whatever you need to hear to make you feel big about all of that, fine. Just just speak. Just answer questions in a very real way, and nobody will ever speak for you. That's the opportunity you have when you're on a national show. Every week, you can say exactly what you mean, and you don't have to say in a way that makes it sound like you're a philosophy professor at Cornell. You can just speak and the world will listen. So if it's fake news, just come out and tell everybody exactly what you're judging and how you're doing instead of doing it in the way that like that guy that's at the Christmas dinner that's going to be like, well, actually, every single night, like that's who Aaron Rodgers is at this point. Yeah. Well, he, he, he drops little hints. If, if you're somebody like, like I am, because I'm in the state of Wisconsin, so I listen and try to consume all the media that Aaron Rodgers does, he drops little hints here and there, and you try to pick up on those hints. And then when you try to interpret those hints, he's like, no, no, that's not what I meant. That, those weren't the hints you were supposed to pick up on. Like you said, man, like then just tell us like it is. Just tell me what you're actually thinking, and then we don't have to do this interpretive dance each and every week when you're on McAfee or in front of your locker each and every week. Just tell us what you're actually thinking, and turns out... That leaves little room for that interpretation. Yeah, some, sometimes people don't. They, they, sometimes people don't want to be heard. They just want to be in the middle of attention. That's all I'm saying. Which, speaking of dropping hints, the real question is: If you're an NFL team, would you be dropping hints at Santa that you want Aaron Rodgers next year to come play for you, or maybe Tom Brady? We'll figure out who the quarterback wish list is. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. I mean, we could have gone with some Christmas music here instead of some NFL music, Devin. I mean, it's a, tis the season. I only got a few days left. 
Gabe Neitzel, Jason Fitz, Barton Hahn. When do we turn the Christmas music off? I don't know. Is that like a is that a 26, 27 thing? Gabe, like I'm old, right? So when oh, I was a kid, man. so like they always stopped it at noon. When I was a kid, the radio station stopped playing Christmas music at noon, and the only way you could listen was on terrestrial radio. Like satellite radio wasn't a thing back then, right? So like like noon done. All of a sudden, you were back to regular songs. So it depends upon who you are. So, for example, my mother, who absolutely loves the Christmas season, uh, insists on the actual 12 days of Christmas, which begin on Christmas Day. So she will play Christmas music for that week, two weeks after Christmas. She's still holding on. She's still rolling with it throughout the entire Holiday season. Mrs. Nice, so sounds like a saint. That's all I'm saying. So speaking of saints, <laughs> let's talk about jolly old Saint Nicholas. All right. So if I'm writing my letters to Santa and I'm saying, hey, next season, Santa, I know you can't do anything about this season, but maybe you could this season, you could plant a little Christmas bug in the ear of this quarterback. Should they be on your quarterback shopping list? Are we asking Santa to deliver this to your favorite team, whoever your favorite team is? And this gets interesting because we were just talking about Aaron Rodgers. I don't think there's any chance Aaron Rodgers is allowed to play anywhere but Green Bay next year uh, by, by you know, by the way his deal's done. So that means Jordan Love. Would Jordan Love be on your quarterback shopping list game? (sighs) I would lean towards no. He's in such an interesting spot because the... The part about having a young rookie quarterback that everybody loves is the fact that their contract is not all that expensive. He's already used up, including this season, three of those years. Packers have to make a decision on whether or not they want to exercise that fifth-year option. Seems like they probably won't. So what what do you pay Jordan Love if you end up trading for him? What's he worth if you want to acquire Jordan Love from the Green Bay Packers? It's a fascinating uh, scenario that the Packers have found themselves in with Love. And if you're a form, if you are a team outside of Green Bay, do you take those 10 snaps that he played against the Eagles a couple weeks ago and go, yep, that guy, he can be a franchise quarterback. I, I can't imagine there are going to be too many teams knocking on the Packers' door for Jordan Love. Yeah, I, I feel like Jordan Love is in, in the trade market realistically would be worth a late round pick that was a conditional that could go to maybe a fourth rounder if you got any playing time. Like, cause you got no idea what you're trading for, how, how much time you have in the contract. I'm with you. Like, I wouldn't put Jordan Love at the top of my list. Like, I grew up broke as a kid. So when you couldn't f- afford Transformers, sometimes you got GoBots. Like, he's a GoBot to me. Like, you can't get a Transformer. You end up with a GoBot. Uh, let's go to one quarterback I know better than most, Derek Carr. Uh, would he be, you know, Derek Carr? A lot of people think the Raiders are going to part ways with Derek Carr at the end of this season. He has turned out to be an okay quarterback, not a great quarterback but when he has the right weapons he's played well at times this one's tough for me Gabe because like I I don't think the Raiders are going to bring Derek Carr back I also don't think not bringing Derek Carr back solves much of anything so like I'm really torn on it Derek Carr is like the hand-me-down bike that your brother had that was pretty good but not great and you're like all right I guess I'll take this it's better than nothing but I don't get a new one that and that's the problem to me with Derek Carr if you're the Raiders and you decide to get rid of him like, what are you doing? Are you, you're drafting a quarterback? Is that what you're going to do? To try to hope that he becomes better than Derek Carr? He's right in the middle, and there are not a ton of actual improvements over Derek Carr right now, I think, in the NFL, unless you decide to roll the, roll the dice and try to do it through the draft. But even that's going to set you back for a while as that quarterback develops. I'd still hold on to Derek Carr if I was the Raiders, but 
just because I don't know what the plan is to replace him. I, I don't know how you get better at that position. Right now, they have the 10th pick in the draft, according to Tankathon. We see where it goes. But the 10th pick in the draft would give them a shot at the fourth best pick at quarterback in this year's draft. I believe that Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Will Levis will all be gone at that point. I also don't know that I love the idea of Will Levis being my franchise quarterback even. A lot of people think he's going to go first. So, like, you're telling me Anthony Richardson versus Derek Carr? Like... Uh, okay, uh, I, I don't, I don't love that equation. So I feel like I would bring him back just to continue to address other holes on the roster. Where are you on Brady? Would Brady be on your Christmas list for next year? If if I'm the Jets, maybe. If I'm a team like that, where I'm looking around, going, "Ooh, man, if we just had a solid quarterback in this spot," like you've seen what they can do when they've had somebody like Mike White out there where he's not exactly highly thought of, but he's been able to move the football. He's made some young quarterback mistakes and had some turnovers. But they should have beaten the Vikings a couple of weeks ago. I think everybody thinks they win that game against the Lions if if uh, if White's playing over Zach Wilson. So if I'm a team like the Jets, I, I certainly would be... I, I would have Tom Brady on my list because I think they're closer than maybe... A lot of people think they are. I really like what they have defensively. There may be a piece or two offensively away. And if they can get Brady, I think that could potentially reinvigorate him. I think if you got Brady on a really talented roster where you could also still draft a quarterback you're developing, it could make sense. They could learn from Brady for a year and then go forth. But if you're looking for Brady to be more than a one-year option, I don't think that helps you at all. Real quick, Daniel Jones. Like I, I know Devin, our producer, is a huge uh, Giants fan. Devin, would, would Daniel Jones be on your Christmas wish list to keep him as the Giants quarterback? I think so. I, oh, I mean, I, oh, okay. I, yeah. Why are you surprised by that? Not just a, it's a very simple, I, 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 polarizing I, to the fan. Base. I believe in Daniel Jones. What he's been able to do with basically no wide receiver help at all. Isaiah Hodgins is their number one wide receiver. Did you know who that was three weeks ago? Well, uh, same argument I've made for Derek Carr each of the last three years. Go okay. ahead. Yeah. So I, I think I think the Giants will give him a, a two or three year deal at like a middle road NFL contract. The question is, will he garner that? a bigger contract from another team and if he does you know he might walk so we'll see Gabe would, would you put Daniel Jones on your uh, Christmas shopping list no okay. no no I'm, I'm good on Daniel Jones I've, I think I've seen enough Daniel I'm Jones good. there have been some Christmases in my life where I've gone to the to shop and I've been just broke and you know you're like you walk away you're like this isn't what I wanted to give anybody for Christmas but it's just going to have to be the thought that counts Daniel Jones is the thought that counts he, he just <laughs> you walk in you're like hey guys sorry man like I, it's an open box and I'm not sure it works but I got you something and I had to turn in my change at Kroger to get there so like that that's Daniel Jones is the thought that counts I I, I have now absolutely fired uh, Devin up triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six you guys can keep reacting uh, to who what who what when where's on your Santa's list. Plus, Jeff Pass is going to break us. Never mind. I'm going to learn how to speak, Kate. That's what we're going to do. Jeff Pass is going to hang out with us. He's going to take over this whole show because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. It's Barton Hahn, Gabe Nights on Jason Fitz in for the guys. Bart and Hahn. That's what it's supposed to sound like. You, you, you hear Slash right now, Sweet Child of Mine playing, which, by the way, is one of the greatest guitar solos of all time. There are some conspiracy theorists out in the L.A. world that believe that he didn't actually play that, that uh, there was a shadow player on it. I don't know. 
I don't know. What I do know is that the version of this that's in the commercial that was playing just a moment ago, slash, do better, be better, dude. Like, you're a legend. Uh, you're an icon. Uh, one, of, one of my favorite guitars growing up. But, man, like, I'll be the first to admit now, Gabe, when I play anything that I'm recording, I'll record it like a hundred times because I'm like, God, I don't play the way I used to. Like, sometimes that just happens. But the sweet child of mine that's in the commercial that played earlier, I won't say. You're, you're going at Slash, really? You're yeah, gonna... yeah. Oh, okay. it's terrible. Right. Like, yeah. I, that's on you, man. Like, Gabe, Gabe Knight's with Jason Fitz, partner so on the ESPN Radio. Yeah. Are you saying he just showed up? Probably played it going in cold and then just took the cash and left? Is that yeah. what you're suggesting? Not only that, I'm suggesting he didn't listen to the playback of it at all because there's no way anybody that takes pride in their work would listen to that playback and not do another take. Like, it's just, it's bad. It, it's, <laughs> I believe that if I could go to Guitar Center today with an electric guitar and a fifth grader that's been playing for six months and get them to play that lick more smoothly. That's all I'm saying. Oh, now I'm throwing all sorts of shade at Jeez. Slash. Uh, the, the Slash yeah. of ESPN, because he's just the coolest guy in the world, and also looks fabulous in a top hat. I don't know. Jeff Passett, ESPN Major League Baseball Insider, joins us. Uh, Jeff, any any hot Slash takes Please before I Please show up to next year's winter meetings <laughs> with a top hat. Please do Trust, that, I, I need passing his Slash at the next winter meetings. Can we make that happen? I'm just wondering if you're going to crap all over me, too. You seem in the mood right now. You know what? This is the season. It's Christmas around here, Passon. Uh, now, I've actually been in the season of giving because all morning I've been giving the Mets credit. I mean, they, they, they've got an owner at this point that will go out and spend, no matter what, whatever it takes. What was your reaction to the news that the Mets landed Correa? You know, I, I had a feeling something was amiss yesterday, but I, I will admit that I was stunned uh, to learn that it was so amiss that not only was the deal with the Giants off, but a deal with the Mets was on. And th- this was no piddling deal either. It's 12 years, it's $315 million. It's Carlos Correa making a position change. It's the Mets upping their payroll to $495 million and their offseason expenditures to over $800 million. It's spending unlike we have ever seen, not just in baseball, but in North American professional sports. And that's the big takeaway for this, uh, from this for me. Uh, it's that Steve Cohen bought the New York Mets in November 2020 and in the last two years has completely changed not just what the expectations are for the Mets, but what the expectations are for teams across Major League Baseball. And uh, to do that with the swoosh of a pen in a checkbook, uh, it is a powerful, powerful thing to almost overnight change the trajectory of an entire sport. Jeff, do you know what the injury is, was, what what the red flag was during the physical process that caused the Giants to cancel yesterday's uh, press conference announcing him and then allowed all these other dominoes to fall in place? Yeah, the the way that the Giants described it uh, in a release was uh, a medical concern. And uh, there's no specificity there, but we know Correa's had some issues uh, you know, he had a broken ankle back in 2014. He had some back issues in 2019. Um, you know, medical records were sent out to teams uh, before the offseason began. And uh, the Giants presumably had plenty of time to go over those before Correa went through the physical examination. So uh, that's still unclear at this point, but it was clearly uh, enough for for the Giants to sit there and 
think twice because listen, 13 years, $350 million. That's, that's not a, you know, not a thing that you, you look at and say, well, we're just going to give this willy nilly. You want to be a hundred percent sure. Uh, I will say this though. Steve Cohen went on the record talking about getting Carlos Correa to the New York post. Uh, almost instantaneously after the deal was agreed upon, before the physical examination was done. So suffice to say, whatever the Giants suggest that they saw, uh, it doesn't seem like the Mets concur with that medical opinion. We're talking to Jeff Passan, and uh, Jeff, I got people tweeting me now saying that this is going to cause a complete renegotiation of the CBA in a couple of years when it's up, and a salary cap implementation, and then they'll have to rip this roster apart to comply with said salary cap. What would you say to fans right now that are worried about that level of future? Um, there are four years between now and then. Chill. best answer ever (laughs) like honestly how about you spend a single solitary moment enjoying the fact that your owner is going out and spending half a billion dollars on a baseball team and trying to bring this team a championship for the first time since 1986 and back to the world series for uh only the second time since the uh, third time but uh, I mean, point being, like, enjoy this. Uh, I I don't think a salary cap, by the way, is in baseball's future at any point. And perhaps games will be lost over that contention. But uh, the fact is, owners and players agreed to this collective bargaining agreement. They agreed to set the upper limit of the competitive balance tax at $293 million. And they did so knowing that anybody, whether it is Steve Cohen, Hal Steinbrenner, John Henry, Tom Ricketts, Mark Walter, I can go on and name big market owner after big market owner, any of them can go and spend as much money as they want at any time. The New York Mets just happen to have the owner who actually does. What are the ripple effects of this going to be with those owners? Are they going to feel pressure that they have to spend the way that Steve Cohen has spent? Is it going to potentially scare away any potential bidders for the Angels this offseason? I, you know, if you're buying a Major League Baseball team or any sports team for that matter, and and you're doing so without the intention of winning or competing, you shouldn't even bother buying like, I'm, I'm sorry, these these aren't pieces of art. Uh, this is not real estate. This is not something that sits there and over time appreciates. You get into sports because you want to win championships. And if the price of winning a championship uh, it, it increases because of what the Mets have done, well, that's the cost of doing business. Hate to say it. And there will be owners, uh, you know, uh, you you know at this point Major League Baseball is doing everything it can to try and keep owners from popping off about this, but there will be an owner at some point who says the spending has gotten out of control. We need salary cap. That that's an inevitability. And and look, that's only going to gain more traction 
if the Mets are as good as they seem to be, and if they go out and win a World Series in 2023. That, to me, is when the, the cacophony is going to come in about their spending. But in the meantime, if the Mets are spending half a billion dollars on the, the 2023 version of their team and they get bounced in the wild card round or in the division series or even the LCS, or, oh, if they don't win a World Series, uh, it's going to feel like a disappointment and uh, people will be pointing and, and laughing at them as opposed to being jealous of their resources. What won't be a disappointment is the social media phenomenon about to be known as Jeff Slashing. So, uh, Jeff, appreciate your time. Wow. Happy holidays to you and yours, my friend. Uh, <laughs> feel free to just hit me up with those sweet child of mine karaoke videos. I demand to see it, Jeff Slashing. Uh, appreciate you, my friend. I actually can belt out that song, and maybe someday, Fitz, if we're ever at karaoke together, you'll you'll get to see it, but uh, it's pretty good, not going to lie. I am not. Look, ESPN Radio is finding a way to put us in the same room to make that happen. <laughs> Follow him on Twitter, at Jeff Bassett. Appreciate you, my friend. Thanks for hanging out. All right, boys. Take care. I'm going to make it a thing someday, Gabe. We're going to do it at ESPN Radio. It's going to be called Karaoke, and it's going to be karaoke where, where like listeners and viewers can submit the songs they want us to sing. We'll all do it. We'll Zoom it. We'll virtually do it. We'll donate to the V Foundation. Karaoke. I'm making it a thing in 2023. All right. It's Bart and Han on ESPN Radio. Bart and Han. I take back everything I said about televising the breaks. Because I like working for Mickey Mouse. I'm pretty sure it would be me. Oh, it's Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series oh, XM Channel 80. I'm Jason Fitz, hanging out with Gabe Knight. So uh, if you're watching us in the app, I'm sorry. Yes, I beat red. Uh, no, you can't find out what I've been laughing about because I like my job. Uh, but you can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, at Jason Fitz, at GNeitzel16 is how you hang out with us there. Uh, obviously, the big news of the day uh, is the Mets signing in Triple Eight. say ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll let you get in on this fun, but we thought we'd get away from it for a second and have a little bit of fun of our own uh, playing some contender or pretender, the NFC edition. So, Devin, producer extraordinaire, you're going to give us a team. We're going to decide if they are contender or pretender. Only one caveat here, Devin. What do we mean by contender? Does that just mean like Super Bowl or bust? Does that mean make some noise in the playoffs or does that mean get to the playoffs at all? I think make noise in the playoffs. Make noise in the playoffs. All right, Gabe, are you good with that rule? I'm good with that. All right. All right, let's fire through these. Let's get as much as we can. All right. Minnesota Vikings sitting at eleven three. Fitz? Uh contender. Uh, look, everybody wants to you know what all over the Vikings for the the fact that they keep winning close games. I just look at a team that keeps winning close games. In some years, you are kissed by the gods. Like we didn't fault TCU in college football for finding weird ways to beat bad teams. That's what Minnesota has done over and over again. I think they're a contender because they can score on anybody, even if they're down by thirty three. They're still in the game. Gabe, what do you think? Yeah, I think they're a pretender because if you can get down to 33 against a bad team, like if you do that in the playoffs against presumably a good team, you ain't coming back. You're not going to be able to come back against a good team when you dig yourself that kind of a hole. They lost to the Lions a couple weeks ago, should have lost to the Jets because of a drop pass in the end zone by Berrios, and I just don't see this team. Yes, they've been able to win a bunch of close games. They get up against good competition in the postseason. They ain't hanging around for long. Gabe, you just mentioned the Lions. How about the Lions? Detroit Lions, 7-7. Seven and seven. Gabe, what do you think? I really like what they've done, but they're a pretender. They, they have set a really good base for what they can tr- potentially build on for next year. I still don't even think they make the playoffs. I think they stumble one time down the stretch here, and that might be enough to kind of eliminate them from even making the playoffs. 
And that's not to take away anything that Dan Campbell and his team have done over the last month, month and a half. They've been fun, a fun team to watch. They just dug themselves too big of a hole at the beginning of the season. So I'm going to say they're a pretender. Yeah, I agree with Gabe on this. I think they're a pretender. And I also agree, I don't think it's a given they're going to make the playoffs at this point. I, I would love for them to make the playoffs. I think it's a, just an incredible story. Uh, but their defense is, is just atrocious, right? So, you know, let's, let's see what it looks like. Because a lot of people talking about Zach Wilson last week against the Lions. Well, that's an atrocious defense. That is not a playoff caliber defense. I think they're pretenders because they can't stop anybody as much as I love what they're doing. And I think that, you know, they, they could challenge for the division next year. All right. Biggest game this weekend, arguably Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles. Dallas Cowboys are sitting at 10 and four fits pretender or contender contender. Uh, like I, I think we're overblowing everything at this point. Dak could sneeze and everybody be like, well, that's not the appropriate way to sneeze. Like we're all such and we're, we're living in the, the courtroom of judge Judy and everything that Dak does. And I just think it's stupid at this point. He's a pretty good quarterback playing on a really good roster. That's going to have a pretty good run. They can beat teams in the playoffs. If their defense can figure out how to get after the passer the way we know they can, I think they're going to be just fine. So they're a contender. The way the NFL is, every team stubs their toe every now and then. That's what happened to the Cowboys against the Jaguars. I think they're a contender as well. I think that defense is still a really good defense despite what happened this past week. I still see the team that went into Minnesota and just drubbed them 40-3 to a couple of weeks ago. Cowboys absolutely a contender. I love making people say that Tom Brady is not a contender. So Fitz, the Tampa Bay out, Buccaneers. Out, six and out, eight. out. They're trash. The <laughs> Buccaneers are a garbage football team this year, and I don't care who their quarterback is. I don't care if Santa Claus decides he's going to play quarterback for him this weekend. The Bucs are trash, and even though they're probably going to make the playoffs, that's only because they're in a trash division. So beating up on other trash te- teams in a trash division doesn't make you a contender. They're the ultimate. They're not even pretending because they look like trash. They're just trash. Go ahead, Gabe. I I can't follow that up. Can I? Like, I mean, he's everything he said was a hundred percent correct. I can't add anything better than that. So let's just move on to the next team. I love it. Next up, San Francisco 49ers, Gabe, ten and four, contender, pretender. Oh, absolutely a contender. That that roster up and down. Like, think about how good that roster is. That they've taken Mister Irrelevance. And they've been able to put him in, and it hasn't really seemed like they've lost a beat with Jimmy Garoppolo. So many weapons on offense. That defense is one of the best in the NFL. It's one of my favorites to watch because it seems like I have 13 guys on the field at all times. Niners are absolutely a contender. Yeah, I think they're a a huge contender, even with Brock Purdy. If Brock Purdy has to play all the way for the Super Bowl, I don't think they can win the Super Bowl. I I just believe at some point your quarterback's going to have to win you a game in the playoffs. I don't know that we have any proof of concept that Brock can do that. So I think they're a pretender for the Super Bowl, but they are... In this exercise, a massive contender. All right, let's sneak one more in quick. New York Giants, 8-5-1, and one, Fitz, contender or pretender? They're a contender. Uh, look, I, I picked them to win last week, by the way. Uh, the, my last uh, my last radio pick them from 7 to 9 p.m., I went 3-0, and including the Giants game. So I think they're uh, a contender. What do you think, Gabe? Uh, contender. I think they're a playoff team, but I think they lose that first playoff game. Yeah, but still, if they're going to the playoffs this year, like I remember what that felt like last year watching the Raiders unexpectedly in the playoffs. doesn't matter that they lost to Cincinnati. It was so magical to see an extra game. I only wish that, De- that Devin can get that opportunity to see that. We're going to do some good take, hot take next. Everybody's going off. The question is, are they right? Are they wrong? We'll analyze it. Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio. Gabe Neitzel, Jason Fitz, in for the guys. Thanks for listening to the Barton Hahn Podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen and watch the guys on the ESPN app. This is the Barton Hahn Podcast.